Hi, this is Owen here. Uh, This podcast is basically a conversation between me and my friend Thomas. Uh, It was an idea we had ages ago because we don't live close to each other anymore. So it was an idea to have a way to keep in touch. And basically now this seemed like the perfect time to do it. And this is the first, not real episode, more of an introduction where... And as you hear from the start, we don't even have a name for it. So, uh, welcome to the podcast, and hope you stick around. Um, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I don't know what that is. This <laughs> 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 is it the first time. First of all, what is this called? I don't know. Um, it's first hurdle to to get over. <laughs> yeah, um, well, actually, kind of surprisingly, I didn't even think of that. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I was trying to think of like stuff to do. Your idea about like, you know, maybe both of us picking some in the other person's like field or something like that. I thought that was a good idea. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, do, do you have a? Is there like a gain or a volume on your mic? There's a is volume there, on the mic, yeah. Maybe turn that out a, down a couple of notches. See if that helps. Okay, how's this? I think you're still just starting just a wee tad when you get excited. Oh. <laughs> as, as, as we all do. Yes. Uh, is that any better? Yeah, it actually sounds really nice now. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you sound fine. Cool. Um, yeah, like one of the first idea I had was to call it like, uh, what are we doing here? As like a kind of a literal, what are we doing? As like a catch up between us two and then a kind of philosophical, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I like uh, that there so far. Yeah. That name was taken, so I was, then I had like, "What are we at?" or something like that. I don't know. Actually, that rhymes. Doesn't mean to. So it's like, or like, I hear, "What are we at?" Yeah. <laughs> really Irish it up a bit. Yeah, could but we I, spell I, it? Like, could we spell what? What are we at? W a t e r. So it's what are we at? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see the point in that, but sure, why not? Maybe we'll just we both have to drink a liter of water through doing this as well. It's gonna really fuck up the cell algorithm as well. People will be like, I couldn't find it. I'll spell spell water. Okay. Unless unless we did it like if you're looking for this, this is what are we at? W A T E R W E A T question mark. Yeah, we're gonna have to start every episode (laughs) with a spelling lesson. Um yeah, well I think that's a good format anyway. I feel like it's a perfect timing to do this because it can be like yeah. what are we doing to keep ourselves sane in these Bad interesting times. Yeah. Not like there's much else we can really do. We can go outside and then you just feel uncomfortable, so you go back inside. <laughs> yeah. Go outside and experience overwhelming guilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've already done this today. That's what you're doing this. I'm not officially breaking the fucking law. <laughs> you have to fucking take one of those devices for measuring distance every time you're going to the shop in case it's over two kilometers away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we fucking, we, we counter have a GPS tag on you the whole time. <laughs> um. Did you get stopped by the guards for the first time yesterday driving to yeah. the shop? Yeah, and they were like, "Where do you live?" It was like Flood City. He was like, "Thought for a second, and he was like, okay." <laughs> well, yeah. it's only for exercises, it's not anyway. Like you can go two kilometers away if you're 
going to the shop well, you, or something or something essential. I think. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. You definitely have to. You, you would yeah. need to because like yeah, so, lots of people that within two kilometers would not be able to. Yeah, it's like if you don't have a shop within two kilometers, I guess you just die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm afraid you. That's just what you have to do. People are suffering. Like, <laughs> fuck it up. So, well, how are you getting on? Let's start there. Yeah, I'm getting on pretty well. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It works kind of. Like, so I was doing a late shift last week, which was like quarter past three, quarter past 11. And then this week I'm doing quarter to seven to quarter to three, which is just, it's really annoying doing it week to week. Like, it's quite tiring. Yeah. Because it's just my fucking, like, I'll be up at five tomorrow morning, driving hour, get into work, do eight hours, come back. But they are like, the late shifts are fine because, like, I'm sleep into like 12 or one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's re- even though it's the same amount of hours, it's this fact that it's so early and it's such a different fucking uh sleeping pattern. That's hard, but it's grand. Like I'm just kinda my that's the only real way my life has changed because of the pandemic. Well that and you know obviously not going out and all the other stuff, but so yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well I suppose so far and I like don't yeah. really like my job too much. It's grand like, but just You're not okay. in love with it. Nah, yeah, it's just boring. Like, and just yeah, not hard. And just suppose there's a bit of creativity whenever I was cooking. There's no creativity at yeah. all. Like, there's not at all. Like, that's a bit but, shit. Yeah, yeah. How are how are you getting on? Um, yeah, like it's there's not a wild big change when you're already on the dole. It's just uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's it's a change because from playing music we can't gig anymore which is a shame yeah we had a cancel gig a while ago and we were supposed to have one coming up in dublin which would have been nice yeah but uh i'm gonna organize a a live stream i think for i'm planning on like uh when is it it's like two and a half weeks uh the first of may that friday because we've got a single a video we've been sitting on and we're hoping to do a, a gig, but um, obviously you can't do we'll a just gig. Just do a wee stream instead. Sure, it'd be grand. Yeah, you may as well. That it's, makes... ni- it's nice too to have something to plan and <laughs> keep myself <laughs> occupied with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you've been doing. But yeah, I've so... just been like creativity is a like you mentioned is is a good uh, a coping thing, I suppose. Whenever. Yeah. Yeah, when if just there's literally you can't go to the pub and like like don't get me wrong, I've been drinking. You mean Kelly been drinking right, here right, and all that. Like, you got it. Like, you gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. You gotta stay sane. Like but like it's like obviously well I'm definitely like saving money, but because you got like nothing else to do, you do have to like there's only so much TV you can watch. There's even even like only so much reading you can do sometimes. You have to like yeah. sometimes you can also only like I feel like you can only try and consume so much to like then not try and do anything yourself, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like you yeah. know because you, you see like a whole pile of people creating something that's really class, like, and you're like, I wish I would do something. <laughs> so sometimes you do. Yeah, I watched a video today actually, and it was talking about it was a Daily Stoic, which uh, Daily. been get, getting big into my stoicism lately. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was into it anyway, but it just uh, it's been really rewarding me the last while, if you know what I mean. It's like kind of became a bit of a. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Hobby's not the right word, but a bit of like an, a, a sort of from an interest to more of a, a way of life, I suppose. Yeah, it's just been, no. The more I've been looking into it, surprisingly, like I wasn't expecting to get so much out of it, but I, I have been. It's it's great. Yeah, 
But anyway, there was a video by uh, Ryan Holiday. He does a thing called The Daily Stoic, and they were talking today about how to treat this time as not just, like, surviving or whatever, is to, like, if you can, if you can look back at this when it's all over and realize that that was, like, a sacred or a, a treasured time, then that'd be great. Like, yeah. um, he quoted uh, Nelson Mandela. Someone asked him, how, like, what, like, whenever you were in prison, um, how did you, like, get through it? How did you survive or whatever and he said that uh he just chose it he just used it as a time to prepare so preparing yeah. for so for, yeah it's like a for what he eventually went on and did like so yeah. <laughs> if you can do something positive with your time then i think it's, mm. it's all well, up to it's, your own mentality quite, i was gonna say no one's not quite along the same lines but i know that's what tupac did in prison is he read all up on like machiavelli and stuff and then he wrote like raps about it <laughs> and he's quite into machiavellianism that, which is I didn't um, Malcolm X do that too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Malcolm X. Yeah, it's like yeah. a rapper. That's right. It's Malcolm X, which is like obviously the best dude. I've been a lot. I've seen a lot of shows on prisons and stuff like since intense, but like I don't understand how you could do it in that scenario. But I suppose they, yeah, you know, there must be a way. To, like to really have some extreme mental fortitude to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The extreme mental fortitude going through it anyway, coming out yeah. of it well learned is going to be. Next to possible, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do improve. Like I've started like like exercising again, writing a bit more and stuff. Just because like I, I may as well. <laughs> Not even yeah. I may as well. It's kind of more like I have the time because I can't go outside. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be outside. Like I don't know, probably going for a drink in a beer garden or something today because it's so nice. Yeah, you know, I can always. But I'm not. Yeah, the the weirdly the good weather is kind of making it harder because you're like definitely on like Friday I was just I need to go to a pub or I want to go to a festival or yeah <laughs> just yeah. feeling pining for a bit of social interaction. So in social interaction as well. I think it's just like being in Ireland and being Irish is like oh my god we're really yeah. pretty good of if there's any sun like take as much as you can we really treasure it like <laughs> yeah because this is not going to be here for long and if it's even a sunny day it'll probably be warm for about two hours at best <laughs> it's just like <laughs> but now we can't <laughs> it's like we're gonna miss probably all the sunny time this year like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well fuck. Job. <laughs> yeah that, um i've been doing plenty of writing as well I'm trying to be more like um, routine with it. I'm d- mm. trying to write like about a page a day. It's great. It's like because I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, look at it as like a learning experience. It's almost like I'm teaching myself how to, or I'm I gaining the skill as I'm doing it. It's yeah, really, really rewarding. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. I still gonna have to get my routine. See, that's kind of one of the problems with my routine constantly changing. Yeah, it's really hard to get it's any balls. kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's such a drastic change. It's kind of hard because, like, when I finish up on a like a Friday after early shifts, like I get home early, granted, but by the time it's eleven o'clock, I'm wrecked. But then the following Friday, I'll be home at eleven o'clock and wide awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, but I will. How are no, you how are you getting on with writing? What have you been writing these days? Mostly like songs and music, or is it like stories? Um, short stories a lot of the time. That's cool. Yeah. Working on the one I'm working on at the minute is definitely seems to be my longest one because it's like usually I would write 
in one or two sessions and then be like, ah, that's enough. <laughs> yeah. then I've gotten to the end of where I wanted to go, but this one, it's like every day I've been writing another bit. But yeah, it still doesn't good. feel like it's going to be a long story either. But but still, it's still a longer one. The stuff yeah. I sent you, that's very first draft. You'll notice that like a lot of like, I can, I was, I've been reading a lot of stuff. I follow like the writing tips on Reddit. And a lot of the stuff they say is like at the start, like, one, obviously, you can edit your first draft, but they're like, for names, like, I just look around the room or just pick something as soon as it comes to my head or, like, fucking... Yeah, that's that's what I did, too, is, like, I can change this. Yeah, or, like, just if, like, what, like, these, these, this person needs to be angry when they say it, I'll just write, he said angrily for now, I'll change that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're, like... Yeah, no, I think that's the way to do it, too. I, that, that's, like, I write everything uh, longhand, too. And I think mm. it really helps with that because it's just like as soon as you write it, it's just like okay, that's done. On to the next thing. You don't have yeah. time to to edit anything, so it's just like just like get this out, and it just helps with like a f- getting into the flow too. Like I wrote maybe like three quarters of a page today, and it just like all flowed out in one. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And then I was like, I won't bother looking back at it in case it's not as good as it feels. But sure, when <laughs> when it yeah. comes to the editing process, I'll sort it all out. Yeah, I've, I've started writing stuff, like, I always go through mix, sometimes typing it up, sometimes doing longhand. Started writing again something new, because, you know, I refuse to finish anything, yeah. because, you know, then that's whenever the real work begins. I don't believe uh, in saying goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my ideas are good if they're unfinished, because they're not finished yet. <laughs> Can't judge an unfinished painting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, it will be good, I swear. <laughs> But yeah, not happy with that. I have like Schrodinger's story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started writing it. I got really, really down like a fucking like about a month ago, like or so. So I just started writing it out of that. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, it bothered just a mixture of the change and just shit. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. So I just started writing a somewhat sad kind of story at the moment, but it's supposed to end happy. Sure, it's right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It can. I've noticed that too. It's like sometimes you can just feel like it's all all too much or something yeah. with, with what's going on. It's like it's very easy to swing into like a a shitty shitty state. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Just the time, but then I was just like started writing because of that. So I'm working on that. That's probably what I'm working on the most at the moment. Yeah. Just because I kind of took over. It's, it's weird. Uh... I'm trying to be very careful as we talk about these things because uh, I've been reading Ego's Enemy at the minute, yeah. which is a fantastic book on just if you want to get shit done. And it's all about, um, it's basically about recognizing your ego and kind of diminishing it as much as you can. Because then if you, basically if you can reduce your ego and then you're still motivated to do things, and that means you know that you're doing it for the right reason. You're not doing it to make yourself be class or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, to me, you're doing it for, you're not doing it for, like, for fame. You're doing it because this is what you should be doing. Yeah. And one of the chapters in it is to don't talk (laughs) about what you're doing because talking about stuff feeds your ego. It's like the illusion. If you talk about something for like two hours, you're like, oh, well, I must have done something productive. I was talking about it for two hours. So I'm trying to be careful. I think there's still a productive way to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, like, if you can... So I'm just trying not to be too gratuitous with my uh, well, discussions yes, on these things. That's fair enough. I would have never thought of that. See, I would have thought the opposite, because I always feel like talking about things gets me going with things. 
Yeah, there's. The, I, I think there is a merit to if you're starting a project to be like, I'm working on this because then yeah. you're like, oh well, I better finish this thing that I said I was working on. Yeah, and also but you get f- feedback as well. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I think there's definitely a a certain amount. There's a, a, a balance that you can. I could be wrong though. Maybe that because as you're saying maybe i just talk about stuff for two hours and it's like yeah i'm, I'm doing a lot yeah it feels like you work <laughs> is the problem i've told everybody the story i had five years ago it's great <laughs> it's all up here yeah all in the I'm, head I'm gonna use this word. <laughs> <laughs> um that's the I'll admit the thing I'm writing anyway, I'll just say about it though, is like, because it become, because it was whenever I was sad, I started getting really personal, and I started writing stuff, and I was like, I think this could be a good story, but I also don't think I would want anyone to read this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's quite, quite personal in that way. It's like, hmm. Well, that's one of the, the great things about writing. Like, I've been doing loads of journaling too, which is class. Because as yeah. soon as you uh, write something, it's just like out of your head as well. It's like almost like you don't because it's down on paper like yeah freeze yeah, up some now. freeze up some uh space some headspace to worry about something else <laughs> yeah. but it's great no i'm not worried about that but i think about nuclear war <laughs> <laughs> it's also i've been finding it great it's like um journaling almost to warm me up to do some real writing yeah because journaling is just like a nice judgment-free version it's not for any reason other than my own get it out of your head pretty much yeah that's just... uh, great it's almost like a meditative thing it's really nice yeah we'll start doing something like that again i've always fallen in and out of it like i do it for like a month or something and then i don't do it yeah it's easy to once you even just skip a day it's so hard to get back into it but yeah it's really weird just yeah one day 24 hours it doesn't have to be it's just like 12 hours and you're like i don't know why i have no motivation anymore <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, there was one of the ideas I had for this was to like we could pick a movie to watch and then for the next episode we could discuss it yeah that'd be one aspect I was doing anyway because actually one thing I'll admit about work which is kind of class on late shift is it's way easier so I actually had like a bit more time so one thing I did do is like I just started looking at stuff on YouTube and there's some like sometimes you can find some pretty good like short documentaries as well about like oh, on yeah. music. So I like I watched one all about like fucking the rise of Black Flag and also uh, mm-hmm. the one about one about there's like 25 years since Ill Communication by Beastie Boys came out. I watched both of those because I was like either mm-hmm. I could watch them and then like like talk to you about them because we we're gonna pick something each or we could also watch something like that there too. Which I thought yeah. would be a good way to time to it. Which is kind of like, because like, I'll admit, though, if you want to watch something next week, the Black Flag one and the Beastie Boys one, I really liked. I didn't realize, like, in both of them, there's a lot I didn't realize about it, like, <laughs> if you know, about both bands. I knew, yeah. I thought I knew stuff, but then, like, in the Beastie Boys one, I didn't realize how much of an outright feminist and all fucking, what do you call them, is PCA, I can't remember, but, like, oh man, it's actually, it's really good. It's only like 14 minutes, but it's really good. Like, they just. Uh-huh. They just yeah, fucking... I actually watched one on the Beastie Boys album uh, Paul's Boutique. Oh yeah, the one that came before that. Maybe, maybe it was that there one was involved in it too. Was it like how that there one like didn't do well? So then they what? like moved. They moved into a place and made a recording studio. 
Um, no. Huh? This one was about. Was that the one? Some uh, someone was talking to me about that one as well. I think is that the one where they sampled themselves, like learned to play funk or something, and then sampled themselves. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is because they they just use samples and stuff, and then yeah, they, they decided to just. But they they realized that they bought a, they were renting a place, and one month's rent was equivalent to one night in the studio. So they built like a half pipe and a basketball court in this place and <laughs> and a recording studio. And then they just got drums and mics and like they didn't play any instruments and just taught themselves. And then like that's where Sabotage and all came from. They were like, yeah. Oh, can... yeah, that was that album. Yeah, they were like, yeah, Paul was just on the bass and he just did the riff. And then I was like, oh, fuck it. And then I just went on the drums and then, yeah, there we go. <laughs> we just nice. And that was it. I, like, and... I always think about like what it must have been like whenever like they were laying down that song. They must have just looked at each other and been like, this is going to be fucking sweet. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is such a badass song. Yeah, I know. And it's such a fucking good riff just even yeah. from the opening. Like, but, like, I didn't know then. Like, one of the guys, like, when they were doing all this, like, they were like, right, all we did was we got every day. We just smoked weed, wrote music, played basketball, skated. But then one of them, he was going off to India. And, like, he met the Dalai Lama. And he started, like, writing these lyrics. And he said, like, obviously, they'd, like, record the music. And then they might just, like, you know, it's... One of one of their turn to go up and just fucking put whatever he has in the next one, and then he started like organizing stuff for like free in Tibet. He was a massive feminist. Started putting feminism in and all of his lyrics and stuff. Started <laughs> with the Dalai Lama. Started putting all this here shit in the lyrics. And they were like, Jesus, this is fucking like really good. Like they were like, it's really intense. He's like, yeah, but sure, he's like one of our best friends. And then we kind of got into it too. Like, <laughs> it's just, nice. I don't know. It's like, and they were like, yeah, before that album, because Paul's Boutique like didn't do that well. He was like, everyone just knew this is the fucking fight for your right to party, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they were talking about that as well. Like, but um, yeah, Paul's Boutique was extremely experimental. And I didn't mm. realize it was the Dust Brothers who produced that. No, they, what all did they do? Uh, Imbop, actually, they did weirdly. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but they, were, they also did the, they were on the Fight Club soundtrack. They, they did that. Oh wow! Yes, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I heard they've that. Done, they've, done of, they've done loads of stuff, but they like really took sampling to like the, the extreme on that album, and apparently, uh, like sampling or has never been the same since because around that time, I think uh, there was a couple of big high-profile um, court cases on like sampling, so people started being more careful about their sampling, but they. Like the Dust Brothers, that's kind of what they were doing anyway. It was just taking it to the extreme, and then like the Beastie Boys heard some stuff, and they were like, "Oh no, yeah, we'll do some verses in that." And they were like, "What?" We they weren't expecting this, so it turned into this really experimental album, and like really just taking samples to the extreme and hip hop, and yeah, it's really what cool. Like, do with it. Yeah, it's, that is really cool because yeah, I heard because in in the thing they were saying that Pauls were taking it was check your head. They came after it. They like didn't do that well, and then of course, ill communication became fucking ill communication but they were like but now Paul's Boutique you were saying it's really experimental it's supposed to be considered yeah one of the ones that's way up there because yeah, of not... it is so experimental it's, as you're saying I didn't know about the sampling obviously I thought it was just the music in general but could have been sampled yeah, it's, like, well, no, it's, it's the one that's probably the most probably held up the most I would imagine hmm. out of all of them and it's the most like um, can't be recreated too so that kind of adds to it yeah <laughs> It's class. And then right. I just started, like, there's a, 
Yeah, so I thought that was cool about the Beastie Boys, and I just started watching the Black Flag one too, just because I seen it was there. And I'm not gonna lie, like I started listening to fucking like as two weeks ago, I was listening to Henry Rowland spoken word and work. So oh, they yeah. know, I know because like I couldn't like, uh, and like his like some of his stuff on YouTube is like an hour and a half long, but I kept having to like you know obviously do stuff, so I you know have to stop it and then go back. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> yeah, you know you kind of lose 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 track or like lose place a wee bit. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, Henry Rollins is Henry Rollins is a strange one. <laughs> I was yeah. watching a video on him just and it's kinda of like saying like how sometimes he's great and then sometimes he's a bit cringy or something. It's just Yeah. Because he's kind he's... of the old man now. It's like a bit sometimes he's still on point and sometimes you're just like oh, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, sometimes it's just like, you know, he's <laughs> still probably mostly up to, yeah. <laughs> but, but he's like he's he's still the most fucking intense eyes of anyone I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. life. Like he's fucking terrifying eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Scary here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's like like a fucking neo Nazi and fucking what do you call it? Sons of Anarchy. And I was like, he's too good for this role. Like, why is he so good at this role? Channeling something just. Yeah. But I suppose they would have fucking dealt with all that, like, I suppose, to an extent, wouldn't they? Back then. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah, they would have been. Especially been in the hard- Yeah, in the hardcore mm-hmm. kind of back, scene. Then. Back then, Nazis used to show up to, like, some of their. I know they did for, like, some of the bands, and it would have definitely for Black Flag and stuff as well. Can't remember who it was. It wasn't anyone from Black Flag. Well, sure, Dead Kennedys had the Nazi punks fuck off song. Oh, that, that was around the same time. That's right. There was, but there was this gig. I can't remember. It was somebody from Black Flag? Maybe Dead Kennedys or even. I can't remember, but they. What was it? It must have been the Dead Kennedys. The Nazi punks fuck off. But they were playing a gig somewhere. And they're playing a gig somewhere like the South American. It was just like a. A gym or something was big enough gig, but like you know, all these people showed up, and then genuine like you know, like jackboot like neo Nazis showed up. You know, the guys kind of like shaved heads and the big boots and all, and they started like there was only about ten of them, and they started like causing a fuss. But there was about a hundred, two hundred other people there, and they like fucking like kicked the mice and kicked the shit out of them a bit. And then when the band were like packing up their stuff, like twenty cars showed up with like Nazis, and they like had to fucking lock themselves in the building. And the guards wouldn't show up, or the cops wouldn't show up, because they either a punk band, so they're not going to call the cops. <laughs> the <laughs> cops are going to come and help a punk band. So they were stuck in there for like 12 hours or something, or like maybe not that long, but like still a couple of hours in a way. And then eventually the Nazis did leave because they couldn't get in. It's like, that's a bit mad that that used to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, he's telling the story. And he's like, yeah, and this happened all the time. Like, this has happened like a lot of our gigs. Fucking hell. It's like that movie Green Room. I just haven't seen that. It's good stuff. Is that the one where fucking that's Patrick Stewart plays a Nazi? Sir, Sir Patrick Stewart is Sir a Patrick goddamn Stewart, Nazi. <laughs> yeah, it's Isn't great. Must it? give it a watch. That's Anton Yelchin. Doesn't it? What's her? That's Anton Yelchin's in that too, isn't it? He's the oh, guy yeah. died. Yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah, it's sad. <laughs> I love um, him too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so annoying. There was like a few things that came out like post post mortem with him in it, and it was just like, oh, you're yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You were a real rising talent, like it's very yeah. sad. Um, but I'm like, yeah, for the podcast, I know I was thinking of like something like that because then that's like music related, and then I'm just supposing I myself, I'm just enjoying these wee documentaries just because yeah. I, I feel like I haven't done a lot of that. Like I don't like. I was a teenager, even younger years ago, I don't feel like I go as into music as I used to, and I kind of miss that. You know, like, you used to, like, fucking, you like a band, and then you 
fucking listen to everything about the band and then you find out everything about the band for some yeah reason you read, read all the books that are in the come with the cd and like you yeah do all that <laughs> stuff and now it's like discover weekly on spotify and i'll listen to maybe like two songs be like these are shit and then fucking find something else <laughs> yeah like that's yeah that could be a good thing to do it's like because i keep meaning to you know, watch documentaries and stuff more too. So maybe if it's if there's a a purpose, <laughs> we can d- yeah. discuss. I might do it more. I would admit of like watched... the, the thing. The thing got me thinking was I was going to watch the AI. Oh yeah, because I hadn't seen that. I realized I haven't seen that in years. I'd definitely watch that again. So it'd be, it could be cool, especially if we do it with like sci-fi, because that's just like plenty of talking points. Yeah, we can get all we can get all philosophical and all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what does it really mean to be human? <laughs> mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's like I don't fucking know. <laughs> no, I'm trying to find out. It's not working. Think, think it involves uh, getting coronavirus or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fortunately. So yeah, we could do one of them, watch it, and then have a good conversation. Yeah, it'd be fun. Because there's yeah, actually a lot cool. of like sci-fi movies that I have. Stop myself from watching because I wanted to watch them with at some point. Oh, sweet! Like so, what? <laughs> uh, one of them was the mind was that um, Scarlett Johansson one under the skin. Under the skin. Oh yeah, I still need to watch that myself. Yeah, that's um, one. I think I've got some other ones saved somewhere. So I haven't seen. Definitely have some. Yeah. I actually still have to watch Brazil. I keep meaning to watch that. Oh my god! So, yeah, I know. We could, we could watch that. The- I, yeah, and, and I knew you had watched it, and it's like I know I need to watch this. It's fucking. It's but that could I'm... be. We could do AI for next week, seeing as you've seen that, and, and then we yeah. could do Brazil after that. Yeah, that's okay. the opposite, opposite way around. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. So AI, I'll actually. That'd be a nice. That'd be a nice contrast. Actually, the difference between seeing it for the first time and the difference, and then seeing it as a return into it, and seeing yeah. what your how your opinion changes and what you think of it and like i granted i suppose i seen it years ago but i still remember there's still some things in it that i do remember because remember it really stuck out to me yeah but, i don't know that I was like really a, that was like started by kubrick and then finished by spielberg is that right i can't remember was kubrick I, think, I, th- I think kubrick started it and then he died and then spielberg ended up finishing it off or something yeah. i thought it was just spielberg but i could be wrong i can't remember i think i read or heard something about that recently that's why I, I think that's why it came into my head. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it then. Interesting. I haven't seen it in years, eh? <laughs> yeah. We, um, what do you call him? Haley Joel Osman's all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> now he's in some things. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun to see him and stuff, I find. It's like... Yeah, it's like, oh, it's that kid from the sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. She's all like chubby and bearded now. It's like... Yeah. I, so, I I just imagine that he has the beard because if he didn't, he would just look exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, for years I thought he was Mac, and it's always sunny. <laughs> I can definitely thought. see that. <laughs> I because I didn't know his name for it. Just like, oh, that kid's name is Rob McElhenney. Like, <laughs> just never found the name. Like, I just genuinely thought that that's what he did when he got older. Like, I just... <laughs> he bought a pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like they, they, they look like when whenever I see you see them by side by side, they don't look alike. But for some reason, they're not side by side. They're 
they look really like. <laughs> yeah, no, I can de- like as soon as you said that, I can I can definitely see it. Especially yeah. like earlier seasons of it's always sunny and because Matt's got a bit of a baby face on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he doesn't Matt? have much of a baby Matt? face now. No, not fat anymore. Chiseled by the gods, now, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, and um, hmm. Have you been reading anything good at the minute or watching anything good? Um, I was getting to Mike's. I was reading some more of Altered Carbon today. I've been reading the book because I like the show. Oh, yeah. the show. Well, the show. Did, have you watched all the show? Uh, not the second season. See, I watched the first season like a year ago, and I kind of forgot enough that I was like, right, I think I can read the book. Yeah, you know, that kind of way. So I think it's, it's like, quite different from what I know. Yeah, I think I can actually tell from remembering the book. The the book's a lot more. Can I say like? Um, I think it's a lot more. It's like really high stylized sci sci fi. It reminds me of Neuromancer, like be along the same lines. Yeah. Um, of just kind of real, like you know slick kind of laser pistols and stuff but there's some really like good interesting stuff about it like i do like the idea of like there's not really real death anymore in the it's i think it's more the thing in the book how like how do i put it there is such a thing called real death where you shoot out the cortical stack which is what keeps people there and shoot out the stack and then when there's no backup then then that's kind of in the in the show anyway that's kind of what they're it's like they're trying to bring back real death almost like to restore their humanity mm. it's like without real death you don't become you're not human anymore you just kind of become a monster over centuries or whatever yeah eventually kind of the theme of, yeah that's kind of the theme of the, the the tv show anyway i don't know if the book is you know i think it's it gets the theme in the book and i think kind of the the main character he's like what i kind of like more from what i remember in the show in the show he's kind of an anti-hero but still more of a hero whereas the book yeah. is more or less a straight up anti-hero like he is just like 100% going around like kind of you know he's I suppose he's, he's not even he's, he's just working for a rich guy and he's like he's killed an awful lot of people like but still very interesting because these aren't necessarily good people but you know yeah. it's still it's still it's it's still it's a lot kind of darker I think in that way like the show I remember being dark enough but he's just a bit yeah. more of like I think in the show he's kind of almost already a redeemed anti-hero like he's or he's kind of like had a a bad (laughs) past but now he's kind of good or whatever i think that in the in the book it's more like he is taken because he is obviously the the envoy but i think it's more like kind of darker and it's like because i remember this one part that's because the guy's really rich and there's some kind of like minister comes in and she says something to him and he quotes the Quellis stuff at her, which is like from Harland's world, which is from his world, but then it turns around and then like you don't notice obviously turns around and he said that like fucking the what he quoted to her is like really kinda considered like paramilitary or whatever proper propaganda to her and it's like almost spitting in her face. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the whole reason he does it is just because he can and he knows that this fucking politician, no one's ever spoken to them like that, but they also probably know that he's really fucking dangerous, so they're not gonna do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of way he's just being a dickhead sort of <laughs> And it's like I kinda I kinda like that. I don't think that happened as much in the TV show, but he's just a more of kinda like I'm more of a contest one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, I've been listening to an awful lot of audiobooks actually, because my commutes Oh yeah. Because um, my commute's an hour long, I listen to books what did i listen to recently i listened to like i listened to an awful lot recently um any recommendations for for our fellow 
quarantinites. <laughs> What's the name for people? One who is quarantined? Yes. <laughs> I am the artist formerly known as Quarantine. Uh, uh, what was I listening to? Um, I listened to The Martian. I will admit, I fucking loved it. Jesus, that was excellent. I really enjoyed it. I listened to his other book. I heard like, that's I, very good, yeah. I listened to his other book, Artemis, and I didn't like it that much, but The Martian is fucking fantastic. Like, The Martian, like, I was proper, like, never, like, like really, really wanting to know what happened next, you know what I mean? Like, really, yeah. really wanting the boot. Because, like, and then, like, there's, it's mostly him on Mars, and then there's also stuff, like, it on Earth. The stuff on Earth is pretty good, but then you're still always like, come on, get back to Mars. Like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on there? <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you watch the movie? No, actually, I was gonna watch it. Must actually watch the movie. That's one for the list. <laughs> I saw, I saw that one in uh, the cinema, actually. Yeah. In the theater. He's in, he's he's in Ireland right now, you know. Yes, yeah. I'm sure yeah. he's not going anywhere, I suppose. No, he was over here for a film, and then like the whole thing happened. <laughs> no, he's pure stuck. Yeah, there was, it's just because there was there was a photo of him. He, like he's been going up runs and stuff, but there was a photo of him with a super value shopping bag. <laughs> just <looks> funny. <laughs> Class. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's what I was listening to. Do you know what I listened to? It is one of the best things I've ever heard in my life. I listened to Born a Crime by Trevor Noah. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I have heard of that, yeah. What, what is that? It's just his real life story. And it, whenever he was born in apartheid in South Africa, he was illegal because his dad was cis-German and his mom was black. But like they, the government was legally allowed at the time, if they found out that he was a mixed race, to go in. They probably wouldn't have jailed his father, or they might have jailed him for a couple of years. They would have definitely jailed his mother because she was black, and then he would have just been sent to an orphanage, even though he had both parents. Wow. And they used to do things like you could be get it's called the pencil test. So you try and get like white status, and if they put a pencil as someone like it's like going in for the dole, like signing up for the dole, except you're signing up to try and get a new status. They put a pencil in your hair, and if it stayed in, uh, you weren't white enough. You're still definitely a bit black too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and they do stuff like measure the width of your nose, but it's just him talking about growing <laughs> up and stuff. Like it's really like I don't know. Like as listening to it, it's like because it's it's really interesting because he he does it really like it's him telling his own life story, but it's quite funny. But like his life is in, like so like you know proper like poverty, eating like dog bones and stuff, fucking uh, South Africa, you know, like lots of violence and stuff, and like his mum. Like, but his mom was fucking fearless. Like, she did not give a shit. Like, she was like, right, I want to I wanna have a kid. She had a kid. She had a mixed kid, which was illegal at the time. She used to have to, like, walk away from him in the park and stuff. But, like, she was like, yeah, like, she was just fearless. Like, they would drive into the middle of a riot, and his mom wouldn't turn around and would just drive through honking the horn. <laughs> <laughs> like, people shooting guns and stuff, and she was to just, like, walk through. I'm uh, sorry, fucking drive through and just, like, yeah. I don't care. Like this is this does not involve me. I'm just going to work and just would go through it and just like like breaking the law, left, right, and center during apartheid, or just being like just for being just for doing stuff that white people could do. Like just, and she's just, just being hardcore. It. Yeah, like, <laughs> like his, his mom just sounds fucking like amazing. She just sounds like she just fearless. But some of the stuff that they're saying is like I just recommend it highly. Like I I couldn't and this believe is how the, much is it. it. Is it is it the audiobook? Yeah, the audiobook. I'd say the real book is. Is it, is it read by him? Yeah, it is read by him. That's why so I think it was so good. I actually think this is yeah. something that would be even better to hear as an audiobook than, yeah. like, to, than to read because it's. Yeah, you're like, literally hearing it in his. 
in his the way it should be. But yeah. it's just like uh, it's what's just actually it? hilarious at times too. Like just some of the shit he goes on about. Like, what's the full name of that again? Uh, born a crime. Born a crime. Hmm. He describes himself as when he was walking around. His like mom would hold him, and then she might drop. And he said it was like it was like I was a bag of weed because it was just as illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually watched something very thematically similar last night. District nine. Uh, sorry. <laughs> District nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, the jerk starring Steve Martin. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie where Steve Martin is raised by a family of black people and he thinks that he's black also. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever very, seen that. Very similar. <laughs> that's, that's a fucking li- what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's just even that joke is already just hilarious. But the whole movie is just kind of ridiculous, kind of slapsticky. Just yeah. Steve Martin having a lot of fun. It's like it starts off. Uh, he's 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 like I don't know what age he is. Is he like in his twenties? It's impossible to tell with, with Steve Martin. <laughs> he's been old say, forever. <laughs> he's just yeah, born with gray hair. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna say he's in his twenties anyway, and he's just he's just a moron. And um, yeah, it starts off and they're all dancing, and he can't quite dance. <laughs> and then he's he's it's like his birthday, and he re- he's he has he starts crying. He's like I just. Always felt like I never felt felt uh, fit in here, and then he's talking about the music listening. And it's just, it always makes me sad. And then some like easy listening comes on on the radio, and he starts like tapping his foot and f- snapping his finger in time, and it's something he's never been able to do before because <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's never listening to white people music. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom tells him that he's he was adopted, and and he's, so he he bursts out, and he's like, "So my skin's always going to be this color." <laughs> so anyway, he goes off into to town to to city to find his fortune. He goes to St. Louis. I think that's where he's going because that's where the music's from the white the white people music. The white people and yeah, music. it's it's good crack. <laughs> Definitely lift like your spirits in these strange times. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it, it's funny too. It's like obviously he couldn't make that movie. <laughs> no, it is yeah. But even just for the reason of like, it's definitely made on the back of the talent of Steve Martin. Like there is clearly no studio intervention there or anything. They just, Steve Martin, he's a funny guy. He knows what he's doing. We'll let him go. Where yeah. nowadays, if they present, even if you just had that idea, or even if it got to the stage where they're going to make it, the studio would still be like, ah, oh, you can't do that. Or this doesn't make sense or whatever. There's a lot or of just like. like this is- this is sensitive it's, this is sensitive gonna it's, it's more just like it's clearly like this is i think this is funny it's going in even if yeah. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense this is nothing to do with the story but we're gonna put it in here anyway. yeah. and there's like they just forget about certain people and characters and they just like continue on having the crack <laughs> but yeah it's a great great we laugh so that's a good uh a good uh companion piece to born a crime no, there we go. <laughs> For everyone to check out. <laughs> yeah. See it from the other side. Now, I've heard it from uh, a black man's perspective. Now I'll see it from a white man's perspective. <laughs> hey, you don't want to keep your options open. Or <laughs> yeah. Keep your perspective. 
I definitely can't recommend Born to Crime enough, though, but I'll definitely I'll watch the joke, but it's another movie for the list that we can do, like, right? So that's one you've seen and I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. If we, I feel like the discuss, I feel like there's no more discussion we can have than I just did. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> maybe it'll be just a really short segment so yeah watch the joke like yeah you kind of summed it up yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think that was the segment yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've actually been reading a John B. Keaton book which is class Wait, what's it about? Um, it's called The Baron Makers and it's like set in like the 50s or something I think it's 50s in Kerry and it's just uh, oh it's great it's great stuff. <laughs> but uh, you've seen the video where he's talking about drink, John B. King. Yeah, yeah, fucking, I love the violent attack and the whiskey in the yeah. back of my throat and the cream and the, yeah. Yeah, Good. it's amazing how uh, there's so much talk of drink in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just made so much funnier knowing that video. Yeah, because... And it's just like, he just writes about it with such poetry. It's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, there's a real, like, you know, like, obviously the stereotype of Ireland's being a drunk, like, but just yeah. throughout our history, there's just so much associated with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing. It's like it never feels like gratuitous or being like, "Oh, drinks class." Yeah. It's always like there's just something like passionate. There is something kind of yeah about it. Like, and he's talking. There's there's just so much thought goes into the role of drink in the story. It's 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 great. <laughs> But it's also used as like a kind of for these characters. It's like they come together and they drink and they have a great time. And it's like such a it's important to them because it's kind of like the difference between the the old ways of the the country folk versus the the new ways of the town folk. And there's a bit of um, how the Catholic Church is coming in and getting rid of their traditions and stuff. Mm. And even the the whole. Th- I was reading the 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 sort of introduction, which is by his son, I think, and he's talking about how this that book actually helped, uh, like re, um, invigorate the whole Byron as an instrument. It was kind of fading away as this obscure traditional instrument, and then that book was responsible for it coming back. Apparently, oh wow, that's class. Yeah, so we kind of saved a bit of Irish culture. Yeah, that's unreal. Because now it's it's ubiquitous with the the old sesh like the trad sesh. You got to have a man on the drum. Yeah, that would be it'd be <laughs> it'd be pretty common around Ireland now. Yeah, like, to be honest, like I wouldn't have ever thought, at least in the past like hundred years, that it would have been fading out. If you know what I mean, like I just imagine, yeah, like, I, imagine... I imagine session instruments have been the same for a pretty long time. Like, yeah, it feels like that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's lovely. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Just the way he writes and stuff is just. And you can't help but read it in some form of Irish accent yeah. as well. <laughs> you imagine like a Kerry like, accent or his accent or something. Yeah, it just it, it flows with this kind of lilt and it's yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> Highly recommend it. I think I might I may may buy a copy because uh my one's from the library, which is mine now because they're all closed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I'm definitely gonna buy a copy because it's class. It's a meal. Let's give it a look. Must read more Irish stuff. I feel like I don't do that enough. Yeah, it's really inspiring to you to read like Irish. Just makes you wanna. Yeah, because it's like they did it. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different whenever it's like because you know, like if they're American or something like it. Or... 
especially a book like that which is about the continuation of the traditions and then you're reading it and it's like i should do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> why haven't i done this <laughs> yeah there's um just what interesting was looking to it. i don't know why it just popped into my head but i just find out that like i mean you started bring it up it's always sunny again did you see the most recent season and there's the thing with late laser tag Oh yeah. Yeah, did you know that's based on Waiting for Godot? Oh really? Yeah, that entire episode is based on Waiting for Godot and that's why it's called like Waiting for Big Mo or something. And Oh yeah. And I was I was reading into it like I seen that in red. Like it's It's actually pretty cool and it's like the way that they cuz it is mainly the two guys there and then the people come in at night and each one of them is like a different one. It's like holy shit. That makes a whole fucking lot of sense actually cuz we've seen yeah. it. We've seen it like and I was like I can actually put a lot I of must, this kind of together. Now. I must re I must rewatch that then. Yeah, because I, f- I found that one quite disappointing. Actually, that episode. Yeah, but then I was wondering that maybe. But like... to be fair, it, it waiting for Goto is uh, notoriously difficult to adapt. Uh, represent. I suppose yeah. I don't know if adaptions the right word. Seen as like it is a play, and then even sometimes the play is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but but that yeah, we've seen a really brilliant version. To be fair. Yeah, I th- I really enjoyed. Um, Which was, I really enjoyed it. I, was I, by? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up who that was by actually, just to, to name drop them here. <laughs> the Druid Cedar Company. Was that it? Yeah, it's the Druid Cedar. Yeah, Druid Cedar. Yeah, that was incredible. They were unreal. Because <laughs> there was a lot of people I talked to that night. Even they were, they were saying, "Oh, I saw Waiting for Godot years ago, and it was terrible." And you can see why, because if you just read all that dialogue on a page, it's not. It's kind of nothing. <laughs> yeah, like I did. I did read it's it. It's a performance, is it? Yeah. Oh, you did read it. Yeah, I did read it, and I read it before. I think it was recently before we went to go see it, and mm. like it was like I kind of just read it because I found it in the house, short, and like you know it's fucking really famous. And Samuel Beckett, John was like again. I did, but like I, it's like I felt like I sort sort of got it, and then whenever I saw it, I was like, no, I didn't. If you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, whenever I've seen it, like, then formed, I was like, Jesus, this is fantastic. Like, way better than what I yeah. remember. Like, I remember, like, you know, I thought I, like, understood it or thought I got it, whatever. And then just the way the characters were, were just different. And as was what I thought. And I'll just remember yeah. the guy as well saying, sure, I'm a poet. And he's in the pure fucking raggedy clothes. And it's a joke. And it just really landed on me. <laughs> I was like, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Like, that humor. And that, that was written, I don't know, God knows how many years ago. And that humor is still. Yeah. So I think it's it's a real um, example of how direction can change everything. Like, because if you had a director who didn't understand it, that was supposed to be a joke. Yeah, they might not tell the actor how to perform it or whatever. And it's like, I feel like that's the whole thing. There aren't really jokes as such, but whenever you see the performance, that like well that one that we did, the whole thing is a comedy. Yeah. It's just an absurd comedy. Yeah, exactly. It's not like there's, as you say, it's not like there's jokes. It's just, but it is funny. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, it's funny and sad kind of, because it's kind of funny, these two guys, but then it's also, that's, that's the kind of tragic part of them too, is the fact that this is like all they're doing all day. Yeah. Just waiting for somebody that's not going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Um. There's a, there's a, a version with Patrick Stewart and... Is it Ian McKellen? Ian McKellen, yeah. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, me neither. I wonder is that worth a watch. 
I heard you tell me, was there not also one with Williams and Steve Martin? Uh, I heard that too, which I would also... Yeah, I heard something about that. I don't know if that happened or if it was just supposed to happen. Mm. Hmm. I don't know, but this is pretty good. But say Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen would be absolutely fantastic. It's really like... I'd say I'd imagine them as being like... They're they're like theatre actors, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're probably the world's biggest theater actors. <laughs> even though, even though they have been in lots of massive films as well, of course. But like, so what are we doing for next episode? We're gonna watch AI. AI. <laughs> take some notes. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, take watch AI. Take some. Talk about it. And if anyone does listen to this conversation, they can also watch AI and join in the... <laughs> and join in, in the, the and then, discussion. And then listen to two, two, two amateurs butcher it. <laughs> <laughs> and then listen to two, two guys discuss what they think and completely misunderstand the movie. Maybe that would be good too. We're not allowed to look up like Peter or anything and then we'll do it together whenever we're finished going over it and see <laughs> how close we are to getting the meaning of the point of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. Actually, I watched the movie with Kelly there Midsummer. Like, one was kind of horrible. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I don't know, like, I was, I didn't really like it too much. It was kind of, kind of like, what the fuck is this movie? And then I read up about it, and, like, the whole thing is a metaphor for getting out of a toxic relationship. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a... Yeah, it's, uh, I did enjoy that. I actually really want to, there's a director's, ver- or director's cut that I want to go back and watch. Mm. But that was um, what's his name again? It was Ari, Ari Aster, wasn't it? Yeah, Ari Aster. The director yeah. is the guy who did Hereditary. I don't think I've seen Hereditary, but it was Ari Aster. I do. Ooh, watch Hereditary. But I feel like I've heard of that, but maybe I haven't. Um, and then there. I always um kind of in my head I associate these two. Who is the guy that did The Witch? Or the Vich. What was his name again? Robert Eggers? Is that his name? I have no idea. Have you seen The Witch? No. He did The Lighthouse that came out last year? No, I I want to see that. Yeah, uh, you got to see that, man. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, that's one of the ones I meant to go to the cinema for, but then can of get away from me. It was actually in the cinema right next door, still there, I think, but then the pandemic happens. Bye bye doing anything like that. Um, yeah, Robert Eggers. Yeah. So that's like, just I don't know, the Hereditary and, and The Witch, I kind of, they must have come out around the same time, but I kind of, or maybe not, but I always kind of associate with them in my head because they're both horrors that are kind of more about the creepiness and everything but than anything else. Yeah. Don't like about the monster. And then also, also their, their follow-up movies both got a bit, weirder and aren't quite horrors in the same sense anymore but it's not like a horror in the sense of like a monster is it more people sort of yeah a bit more I, I did enjoy Midsummer. Mm. no definitely it's definitely a strange one too though yeah the sex scene don't think it's as uh, hereditary is very comparatively and it's weird to say an easier watch because it's 
pretty freaky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just it's easily easier to consume, I suppose. You you kind of know what's going on. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, I think what was going to say now. I don't know, but some I thought it was all right. It was just a bit. Kind of seen a lot of it coming, I suppose. Maybe that there's way. But I keep doing that recently. Yeah. I keep watching movies and I keep trying to figure it out. And I'm becoming, I'll admit, I'm becoming like, becoming pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not always, uh, I don't find that always disappointing though, to be honest. If it's still, uh, it's still a good like, story, like it's still a good journey. Like. If it's still executed really well, then I don't mind if I, yeah. Of course, I'm mind. I've watched like every single superhero movie, and guess how every single one of them ends, except Civil War and Infinity War, <laughs> 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 which eventually concludes just the next one. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. So we good. So for the next bit, next one, then it'll be we have to watch AI and take. Um. What else? I'll watch more small, short music documentaries on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. And if you, like, I think one of the things we could do is, like, recommend, if you think of more, like, TV shows or something that you want to recommend or hmm. discuss. Yeah, I'll try and think of more. Uh, well, I think we'll sign off here and then end the recording and then we can still chat about stuff if we want. Yeah, okay. Do we say who? Did we say who we were? Uh, no, we didn't do any. <laughs> oh, we also didn't even decide a name either. <laughs> ah, well, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll come up with one before before I upload it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, that's good. So, how do we sign off? Like, we're... Uh, I've I've been Owen. <laughs> okay. And you and you still are Thomas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we are. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are signing off. <laughs> oh, that was easy. And transmission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, look, look, bye, bye, bye. All right, right, bye, bye, look.